Welcome to the Lessons Learned Podcast, a podcast reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, investor, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I built this podcast as a place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode 27 of the Lessons Learned podcast. This week, I am going to be sharing about how I went from having a hot trash night into having a really good day and what it's like to commit to new plans in the shadows of our old plans and how that can be an emotionally difficult experience. I'm going to talk about setting boundaries when you are available at all times right now, but still need your own space. And I'm going to talk about how we can embrace joy when those moments of joy do arrive in our lives. Mixed in there is going to be conversation around self-sabotage and what that can look like in quarantine and how to work through it and just how to treat yourself well right now. We're going to stay on brand with all of these wellness discussions. I want to start by saying last night I felt like hot garbage, full-on hot trash. I wasn't really sure what triggered me feeling being so in my feels and feeling anger, frustration, shame, so many different things after a few weeks of actually just being in really good routine and feeling grounded and well and set in my routines and in my daily habits and being okay with, you know, those plans that I grieved a few weeks ago and moving into figuring out the next action steps and the next right steps. And I realized later in the night as I was talking to Mitch, and and actually the realization kind of hit this morning, was that the reason I was feeling so badly yesterday, feeling so overwhelmed yesterday emotionally, was because I took the first big step in the next plans that I have decided to go forth with since canceling the tour because of COVID. So as most of you know, I was planning to go on a North America tour. And today would have been our launch in New York City. And obviously that didn't happen. (laughs) And I shared about how we can grieve the plans we had and grieve the plans we've lost. But I didn't expect to have another wave of grief arrive when I started committing to the next right steps. And Mitch was in here with me before I hit record And he just shared, added when I said, you know, I want to talk about committing to new plans and how that can be disruptive to our emotional state and that we need to pay attention. And he said, what about committing to new plans in the shadow of your old plans? Because that's what I was doing last night. We canceled the in-person tour. And so now I've decided that we're going to be doing online interview events with some of the guests that I had confirmed to have join us on our live tour. And so we're starting to build out what those digital events and workshops are going to look like, what the price point's going to be, when we're going to launch them. So everybody stay tuned because I'm very excited about this event series. But after talking to Kim about it yesterday and having her pick my brain around the plans and the strategy and who and how, I left the meeting feeling overwhelmed and just unsure of why I was having those feelings. 
And I just kind of had this emotional constipation as I went through my day and I didn't go outside for a walk. I didn't work out as I normally do. I actually jam-packed my day too much. So there was a number of different conflicting things that were happening. And it was my first day back to work after the long weekend, even though I ended up working almost the whole long weekend. So a number of things had come up. I was feeling overworked and overwhelmed because I didn't really take a break over the weekend, even though my work can be fun, especially now that it's so writing driven and art driven. I can get lost in those creative pursuits and forget that I'm working. But that inner child and that creative part of me still needs to have downtime And while I'm really strong on scheduling and planning and staying on a routine, sometimes you need to take a break. And this is what I needed to remind myself, that even if it feels fun and good, you can still get tired. And that's what yesterday showed me as it was the first day back to my real schedule and meetings and looking at finances and all these things um, at the top of the week. And then sharing the new plans with Kim All of that compounded to me starting to self-sabotage. And what I feel really grateful about, and before I dive into the self-sabotage dialogue, I just want to say that if you are with me right now, you can hear that as the hard feelings come up, a big part of like how I move through them is through identifying the stories I'm telling myself or the stories that are triggering the really hard emotions and feelings. And then working through those stories, poking holes in them, saying, is this true? Is this real? Or just finding the evidence for why I might be feeling overwhelmed or not great. And instead of sitting in judgment of it, which I did for a few hours last night, I allowed myself to move through it. And what that looked like was like letting last night suck, going to bed and knowing that today could be a new day and a new start and that it could nourish me in a different way than last night was able to while also honoring that those feelings were important. Now, the self-sabotage. So, I don't know about you, but if I have my shit together too much, if I am, like, doing too good, I can sometimes have a tendency to try and bring myself down a couple of pegs. So, I am 100% that person in quarantine right now who is signed up for a new course on Coursera about resilience, who pivoted the company, who is working on learning about a new artistic endeavor, who is going to be launching new digital programs. I am not, I just, I know that if I ruminate and let myself be in bed or create um, momentum in a different direction than progress and change and improvement and growth, that the momentum that's built there, I'm going to have so much of a harder time pulling myself out of that regressive energy for me, this is in my experience, than I am to continue to build on the momentum that I already have. So after a couple of weeks of being in really good habits, really good routine, um, moving every day, being outside almost every day, in the we, and just to clarify, we live um, in the country, so we have access to space where there are literally no other humans. So we walk very much isolated from other folks, which is really such a privilege and such a gift for us. So when I say I go outside, I don't, I haven't seen another human in a long time outside of the people I live with. But so I've been doing all the good things, the good habits for myself, working out a lot, eating pretty well. And then when all these emotions and overwhelm hit last night, I could literally observe myself self-sabotaging. 
And what I'm going to say here, the caveat I'm going to say here is I let it happen, not from a place of shame and saying, yeah, look at you and your self-sabotage. Look at this negative hole and spiral that you're going to take yourself down right now. No, I saw it, observed it and let it happen from a place of understanding. There was a lot happening for me yesterday. There was a lot that I was processing, figuring out. So yes, ghee covered popcorn and Sour Patch Kids and a coconut ice cream bar, all within my dietary restrictions. There's a lot of snack food, praise Cardish and all the health food stores that know how to make trash food for me. Um, And I watched shitty shows and just let myself fall apart for a bit. And then before bed, had a a cry with Mitch, where I just kind of realized I am committing to new plans in the shadow of my old plans. What was supposed to be big and shiny and me on stages meeting all of you on the road, getting to meet over a thousand people, interview some of the people I look up to most, like that is now turning into me getting to occupy this office that I've spent years building and making perfect for myself and talking online with you and the guests and the payoff or like the physio- physiological experience and the emotional experience for me is going to be different, but I, and I'm not going to diminish it because different isn't bad, but it's different. And so even though I've been good at figuring out the next right steps, committing to them, starting to plan, starting to action, it still doesn't mean it's not hard to imagine what could have been happening right now. And so the other side of that, though, is that the plans that I am going to be implementing are actually pretty awesome, too. So the self-saboteur in me was also hitting a ceiling of overwhelm because how can the next right steps be potentially so helpful for my business from a financial perspective, impactful for the audience and the conversations that we're having and will have around resilience and rising in an era when we all need this content so much more because we're all going through this shit together. And how can I feel so happy doing it? It was almost like a part of me was asking, where do you get the audacity to be so happy, connected, and potentially like in a new type of growth during a global crisis? Like, how do you get off doing that? And so the self-saboteur was coming in in these two ways. But what allowed me to not have this be a prolonged period of self-sabotage was, again, identifying that it was happening, naming it, being aware of what I was doing, but still giving myself grace to just be in it. Because had I been in denial about it, or had I shamed myself about it, or had I not had the conversation with Mitch where I needed to fall apart about it, I would have had a harder time waking up today and being in joy, which was 100% what I got to experience and totally live in today. And my lesson learned here And I learn it over and over and over again when I have these harder days, which happens on a monthly basis. And I will tell you, I looked at my period app and I was like, where am I in my cycle? (laughs) Because especially on the hard days, I do track like my emotional response or like thoughts that I had. And this is not necessarily hormonal because it's a week early. My 
my self-sabotage day slash existential dread day self slash self-loathing day is usually three or four days before my period hits. And we're about 10 days out right now. So I was like, okay, this is an anomaly. And this is why we're also going to add extra grace to to the way that I'm feeling right now. <laughs> so ladies, if you are, are tracking your cycles, use the app or whatever platform you use as an opportunity to track your emotions as well, which has been helpful for me. But when I woke up this morning, it was like, it was a new day. And I know that's cheesy. And I know it might not. I don't know. It's very cheesy. But I just knew going to bed last night that I can hold space and let it flow through me and show up for the hard stuff as much as I possibly can by identifying it, recognizing it, feeling it, letting it move through me. And not holding back in terms of trying to deny it or suppress it. And I think especially now that we're at home around those we love so much but can be triggered by so much, we can have a tendency towards suppression when it comes to the hard emotions and the hard things that we're feeling. But if I've learned anything over my life when it comes to these hard emotions, if I suppress them, they will be expressed in a different way. It'll be expressed in knee pain or stomach issues or shoulder pain or me lashing out on someone else. So instead of repressing it, I get to control how the release happens or how the process of acknowledging, identifying, and moving through the emotions happens. And isn't that a beautiful thing? And especially for a type A like me, yeah, I want to be in control. I want to be in the driver's seat. And not control where it's like, I control my emotions and they don't get out of me. No, it's control in a different way. This is flow for me. It's like, okay, I'm feeling these emotions. Let me move through this in a really good way and be aware of the behaviors that I'm going to exhibit or elicit around this. And this comes from a lot of self-reflection and self-awareness and a lot of practice. And I'm not exceptional at it. Yesterday, it took me a few hours to actually get to the point where I'm like, ah, something is wrong. Like, don't avoid this anymore. But that timeline used to be weeks. I used to be in that space for weeks at a time. And now it's a couple hours or, you know, max a couple of days. And that's the beautiful thing about emotions too. They don't last forever. I don't know the life cycle of an emotion. There's probably some science behind it, but it's for sure not more than a couple of days. And isn't that a beautiful thing to latch on to when we are feeling emotionally overwhelmed or just like we just don't have the space to feel it? I talked about this on an Instagram post uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was about the wilderness within is begging to be uncovered um, and explored. And I had shared about how often we forget that with our trauma, we've already been through the hardest part, which in my opinion is going through the experience of it the first time. And we forget that we were strong enough to come through that initial traumatization and that when we are looking to feel our emotions or go through the healing process, that our body, our mind, we are so capable and we can become so emotionally literate that we can create that confidence and courage to face those harder emotions over time. But we've already been through the hardest part. And so now we get to walk through 
that healing, that recovery, that coming through it together. And so when we're experiencing our emotions at home right now, especially when we're being triggered or brought back to like, I I always say this when I'm around my immediate family, my, like with my parents, my brother, my cousins, we can often regress to our childhood selves or like our lowest common training when it comes to interacting with those humans in our lives. And we might not be very proud of ourselves when we are in that zone, when we are like not our best selves in interactions. But we can use this time in close proximity to people who might be triggering for us or who might we might, we might need to become a little bit more emotionally competent with together. Use this as your time to explore that and unpack that together. And where are you rubbing the wrong way? Where are you avoiding? Where are you suppressing? How can you use this time to become more emotionally literate together about each other? I think that this can be a really powerful time for that. Um, I feel like it's work that Mitch and I have done over the 11 years we've been together. My father-in-law as well has been like on that journey with us for three years. Our cousin Nathan is just such an amenable, like kind person that we live with. And we all respect each other's emotional boundaries. Our number one rule in our house is do whatever the fuck you want. And it is my guiding principle because it's that freedom to be emotionally where you're at, to be fully joyful, to be fully down, to just have a place that you can feel like yourself that is the biggest healing foundation in my life and it's because we've co-created that environment together the four of us because we've chosen to get on the same page about what is most important to each of us and that is respect integrity love and caring for each other and giving each other the space to be where we are at and then showing up for those conversations together to help us work through those hard moments and It's a really hard and beautiful thing, but this gets to be when you get to do that tango with each other. And even when it gets overwhelming, just if we're both committed or you're both committed to the growth and the coming through it, it's such a powerful thing. You know, when Mitch and I recently, we've come to articulate this part of our relationship is we are partners, we are lovers, we are together in this relationship, but the foundation of that isn't only friendship. It's that we are each other's coach. So there's never been a period in our relationship where I want Mitch to change or I want to fix him or I want to change something about him and him with me as well. Because what I genuinely believe, and so does Mitch, is that we know what's best for ourselves. We just need the support to do the work to get to that better version of ourselves that we want to become as individuals, not that someone else is trying to make us become. So when we are in those hard moments like me last night, Mitch became my coach. He became the person asking me the questions to move me through the hard thing. He was the one to say, hey, you're actually not doing great right now. Like, let's talk about this. Where is it coming from? And those coaching sessions in our relationship have become sacred and the foundation to why we can do this life together so well. And that coaching translates to my friendships and relationships with the people I care about most is like we're always holding each other accountable and taking care of each other as we go through those very challenging, difficult times. Um, And we're willing to walk through that wilderness together and 
without blame or judgment or shame of the other. And this brings me to this conversation of boundaries and also showing up for the people in your life the way that you want someone to show up for you right now. So you might be feeling like no one sees me, no one hears me, like I can't be heard, like this is not, you might not be feeling fully seen right now. And I would ask you, are you fully seeing the people around you? Are you fully showing up and asking those hard questions of how are you really right now? How do we do this right now? How can we face this hard part together right now? Or I need your help to work through this right now. If you are willing to show up for your people right now, they and you ask them to show up for you, I genuinely know that there are those anchors in your life, those emotionally present and available humans in your life who are willing to walk through this together in this meaningful, powerful partnership of a way. So lean into that. Really let yourself go into the hard thing. Don't avoid and suppress the emotions right now. Let them come up and out because doing that last night for me led to a really wonderful day today. And I'm fully in my joy right now. (laughs) And the other part of this is part of what overwhelmed me yesterday is I'm having a lot of hangouts or things in my calendar right now that I preemptively booked when we were in the early phases of the COVID era and that I am realizing that I need to set stronger boundaries around interactions because we all know each other are at home right now. We all know that Everyone's available on their phones, on their computers right now. But what I've had to do is actually like not respond to texts for a few days at a time. And when I do get back to it, I'm not apologizing, but I'm being fully present in the conversation from where we left off. I am moving meetings with friends or like dates with friends because it's just like this is too much right now. I don't interact with this many people outside of quarantine. And now all of a sudden I'm having like more hangouts and more chats and I'm realizing that that's depleting me as well. So check in with yourself. Ask yourself pre-quarantine, what was my schedule like and how much was I seeing people? How much was I interacting with people? And then say, oh, maybe I can scale this back a bit if you're feeling that emotional overwhelm. I am an ambivert, equal parts introvert and extrovert, but I think I lean more to the introversion. But that self-awareness is allowing me to set these stronger boundaries and to be emotionally available and present for people when they're asking me questions or needing things from me or wanting to touch base when I can. And I'm not going to feel guilty about that or apologize for it because that also takes an emotional toll. So just be gentle with yourself. Remember that your boundaries are still important right now and that you know what's best for you. And that right now we're leaning into a new normal. Like this is normal for a while. And something I've come to realize through recovering from various traumas and coming through hard things and building up my own resilience, the human mind is so malleable and adaptable. When I lost vision in my left eye, my brain like rewired itself so that I could still have full vision, even though it wasn't using the full capacity of my left eye, even though it could only see out of 30% of my left eye. The brain is a miracle organ. It's so miraculous with what it can do. And right now, 
this is a week where I'm starting to feel everybody's energy start lifting. Like we're in our routines, we're in our habits, we're doing what's good for us a little bit more. We're in our routine with our kids. The energy, the prana is starting to feel more positive and just more like, okay, this is the new normal right now. When I went to Palestine in university, I did a mini documentary while I was there and we were leading workshops around resume writing and um, professional development at El Naja University in Nablus in the West Bank. And I, when I was about to go there, my mom, so many people in my family were like, are you really going to go there? It wasn't an active war zone, but it's a contentious area. It's, it's a high security area um, in Palestine and even just going through Israel and you know, it was just such a life-changing experience. But my dad said to me before I went, he said, I'm proud of you for going. I'm so happy you're going because you're finally going to see what it takes when people do live in war or when they do live in circumstances that are way different than yours. You're going to understand like what it takes for humans to do that. And he wasn't wrong. And so when I think of that mentality of like, yes, humans live through war. Humans live through war and they still have interpersonal issues with their partners. They're still building their businesses. They're still going to school. They're still trying to advance themselves. They're still trying to personally develop. It doesn't matter the circumstance. Humans are so resilient. And so together right now, yes, we're in quarantine. Yes, jobs are being lost. Yes, so much is changing. But humans, we are so adaptable. So lean into our capacity as a species right now. And remember how much we as a species have survived. And remember that that didn't just happen. Like we are programmed to figure out hard things. And that's how I know we're making it through this. That's how I know we're not only just going to make it through this, but we're going to thrive through this. And that's my ask for you is how are you going to thrive through this period of time? Holding space for your truth and your pain and the down days that you need and all of those things. But I am now asking you, how will you challenge yourself to advance your life in a positive way right now? How are you going to commit to that? For me, it's educating myself in new things. It is pushing my business forward in ways that I didn't anticipate to need needing to happen at this point. It's making hard choices, like having to let some contractors and parts of my team go. It is asking myself every day to move my body, to get enough sleep, to stay hydrated, to commit to my creative work, to stay accountable to all of you with this show, with our content that's coming at you every day. These are my commitments to my advancement, to my personal growth, to me getting better every day, all day. And I know you can do the same for you. So now let's talk about joy. Let's talk about joy. <laughs> After my workout today, I couldn't help it. I just danced around the gym because when we go through hard days like I had yesterday or the hardest parts of this quarantine experience and this job loss experience and our loved ones getting sick or not listening to us. My parents are not listening to us when it comes to social isolation and quarantine. And it makes me so sad and mad at multiple parts of my day. Like when we are facing these hard things, there are glimmers of joy. There are moments of unbridled laughter and joy 
TikTok gives it to me. Music gives it to me. My husband gives it to me when he's giving me Arnold Schwarzenegger um, <laughs> imitations. Like show up when those moments of joy come in because it is that recognition of the lows and the highs that is going to enable your resilience. It is leaning into both sides of those emotions. Yes, honor the pain, but honor and soak in the joy because joy is the best healer, the best motivator, and it is so readily accessible to us. And once we are in it, when we are really in that joy, I truly feel limitless when I'm in that joy. And I feel clear and I feel happy and I feel capable. And don't we all deserve right now to feel capable and to feel connected and to feel that joy rising? Yes. So ask yourself, how are you going to cherish your joy this week? How are you going to lean in to that which makes you happy, that brings you laughter? We need to protect our mental well-being right now more than ever. And by inserting these moments of happiness in our days, we are doing just that. It's harder to be joyful. It's harder to focus on your own improvement. It's harder to do the emotionally intense work. But this is where we become the diamonds that we're meant to be. It is under pressure that diamonds are created. And that is what I know we are an army of. We can move through the pressure of life in a way that polishes us individually and as a community and allows us to be our most phenomenal selves. So let that pressure polish you. Let yourself feel that joy. Let it rise through you. Let yourself soak it in when it does show up and honor the pain when you're in your pain. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for this week's episode. I have so much love and compassion and empathy and joy in my heart for all of you. And I know that we are going to keep continuing to come through this period in our own ways, in meaningful ways that work for you. And we're going to be so much stronger and better on the other side of this. I love you all so much. Stay tuned on our Instagram for incredible content that's coming your way based on this episode so that you can really soak in your joy so that you can really name yourself saboteur when he or she comes up so that you can really set those boundaries with the people in your life and let me know what part of this episode did you love Uh, dm me on instagram get into my dms and just fill me in what did you enjoy most about this episode tell me right now before you turn me off (laughs) but until next week i love you so much have the best week and that's it bye thank you so much for tuning in if you loved this episode please leave us a review on apple podcasts and if you want to follow me komal check me out on instagram at k-o-m-a-l-m-i-n-h-a-s or the show at lessonslearned.co and if you have an idea of a lesson that we should dive into on the show then slide into our dms submit there or on the website along with any guests you think I should interview and talk all of the things with. As always, I hope that you make some time for you this week and reflect on the lessons you're learning or have learned and take some time to celebrate all the incredible that is you. Until next time, guys. Bye!